0: Good morning, everyone, and this is the Darker Side of Mental Health, and I'm Tawana Watson, your host. Um, well, speaker. I'm always the speaker. Anyway, I want to talk to you guys about um, today's topic. Um, I have been dealing with a lot of different things that's been arising out of just life. For example, I was talking, I was doing a group on OCD peers and we were talking about different things that trigger your OCD symptoms and what makes them more so and less so and what changes them. And I was just telling them about how my OCD themes have been rapidly changing and they have been extremely rapidly changing. It's ridiculous. For example, I never, there's certain things I never experienced. Like if you've been following this podcast, you know that I Started dealing with BDD, which is body dysphoric disorder, which is another subset of OCD where you're worried about your weight and you're worried about how you look and you don't look a lot, uh, uh, look like you think you should look and all that stuff. I never knew I had that until the pandemic. I never knew I had cleanliness to the point where I'm excessively cleaning until like the pandemic and now that I have a mouse in my house which I'll get to in a few minutes I'm freaking stressed out because I have a fear of mice to the point where I think they're going to kill me and that they're going to give me the plague and I know everybody's been telling me mice are more scared of you than you are of them and I think because I always had well first of all my mother started because she grew up in Georgia and she used to tell us horrible stories about Mice and snakes, and how they get in the bed with you, how they crawl up on your leg, just really completely freaked me out. And I've always had a fear of that. But it grown the fear like, I know a lot of people are afraid of mice because they're small or whatever. But my fear is so exacerbated because I actually think that they're going to kill me somehow, that they're going to jump in a bed with me, suffer, go down my throat while I'm sleeping, and suffocate me, or they're going to give me the plague. And I know rats brought the plague, however. I know logically rats and mice are different species, but in my head, they're the same. I mean, it's just horrible. So I'm dealing with the whole cleanliness thing where I'm over cleaning my house, where I'm over doing all kinds of stuff. And then I had an exterminator come out and um, they, they laid traps or whatever. I had them come out three times because I have OCD. So. They came out the first time laid traps. The second time they they showed me where they laid the traps at. The third time, I think they were pretty much annoyed with me, but I don't see why, because I pay for all the visits. Anyway, I end up going and getting decon, a bunch of decon, and I laid it where I thought it should be. So and I don't have any animals or children here to either to kill themselves. So it's it's kind of it was okay for me to put it all over the place. But thinking thinking now, because I went and checked the traps this morning, which is crazy, and they haven't been disturbed. So I don't know what the hell's going on with this mouse, because people are telling me they come in when it's cold outside, but they really don't live there. They come in and it could be one, but they haven't touched anything that I laid down. But maybe I'm overthinking it and I probably am overthinking it because I have OCD. So I'm dealing with that. And we were talking on the um, group in a group about different things that trigger you like I have had all every single theme of OCD and I know speaking this out loud I probably one is probably going to pop up <laughs> now that I'm speaking out loud but I have had every single theme now of OCD it could be it it, it could be it, it cannot it, it probably wasn't as severe as some of the ones that I have but I I've had it I had them and I don't know if that's a good thing. And since I am not, I, want, I do not reckon, recommend this for anyone. Since I decided to holistically take care of myself and get off of the medication, <clears throat> I've been cycling. Every day is a crapshoot for me. So today I, I may be great. Tomorrow I may be obsessing about not turning the stove off, or turning the coffee pot off. It, so it's cycles. And I'm learning to deal with it. And I've been using Talkspace and I love Talkspace, guys. The therapist on Talkspace, it's more, it's not ERP or nothing like that. It's mostly talk. And I think I need that. I think that's part of what in my treatment I was missing. I love my therapist can to death. However, this therapist has me really diving deep into myself and dealing with things in myself. So I think I need it. I think that therapy is always a plus whatever which whatever i think if you're just living life and you think you're fine you need to talk to a therapist that's how i feel therapy is great <laughs> so um that's why i've been dealing with the mouse in my house That's may not be in my house but i don't know and just trying to stay encouraged and everything else i went and had um went to the doctor and had some blood work done and found out my vitamin D level is low, but I'm black and I'm in America. So, of course, that's going to be so I'm taking vitamin D. Also, I talked to Dr. Jessica Strasberg, who I love to death. She helps me with my other issues because I have a lot of issues. At least I, I don't have issues. Let me let me retract that. I had a lot of things that was not right with me. She pretty much pinpoint the main thing that's doing it. That, and that's the pelvic floor. My pelvic floor muscles are very, very tight. So, you know, doing yoga is great because I'm, I'm obsessed with yoga. Doing yoga is great. Doing a PT, um, physical therapy for pelvic floor is great. And she pretty much pinpoint what was wrong with me. And she we, me and her is working on fixing that. And let me tell you, knowing that is the best thing. That The pelvic floor can make you anxious. It caused so much shit in your life that it's not funny. And I did not note that I'm learning so much from just overly obsessing about things with my body and everything. So um, the pelvic floor controls a lot of things in your body, like your digestion, your um urinate, your urinary systems, your mood. Because, I mean, think about it. If you're if, if you have in back pain, you don't feel up to it. It's so deep. I can't even go deep into it, but it causes depression. It causes anxiety. It causes so much shit that the pelvic floor does that I didn't know do. So we're going to we're fixing that issue. And let me tell you, since I've been working with this pelvic floor, I have been feeling much, much better. I've been sleeping much, much better. It's just an overall thing. And I've been dealing with insomnia like a bitch. And didn't know what, what the hell was going on. And now you know, getting working actually doing exercise. First of all, exercise the hands down, even if you don't do yoga, hands down works great for the mental and the body. And you and you can't expect um instant gratification because that was my thing. If I didn't get instant gratification, I quit. But exercise, yoga, all of that helps your body. And put your body into, and even your mind, into a state where you're tired, naturally tired, so you sleep. Do I have insomnia? Yes, I do. I still have insomnia. I'm still dealing with it. But doing things like working out, like actually doing things to make me mentally exhausted and physically exhausted in a good way, it's helping me combat that and knowing that the pelvic floor, like the pains that I was having in the, in the middle of the night that was waking me up in the middle of the night or or just wouldn't let me sleep. Working with the pelvic floor is alleviating a lot of that. So I am so thrilled that I met Jessica, Dr. Jessica Strasberg, and I'm so glad that she was the only doctor who actually pinpointed the issue and then me and her had a talk Friday. About it because I was like so excited that I knew what was going on. And um, I've been using the pelvic wand by Intimate Rose. And let me tell you guys. um, That pelvic wand let me know and let me see for myself what the hell was going on. And my muscles on the left side are so tight and so sore and so tender just by using that wand that I knew what the hell was going on. So now I'm on a treatment plan for that. And doing carrying of pelvic one I don't I'm not constipated I, I mean I'm just blown away by that and I as always I will keep you guys posted with that and because that I'm actually doing this you know doing the things to help with the pelvic help with my pelvics it, it's actually helping me deal with my mental more better if that makes sense I'm not I I know what it is like when I get up, I used to get up and I used to be like, Oh dang, I, I'm not feeling good. I don't know what's going on. Now that I know what's going on, what I know what the pinpoint part is, now that I know what that is, I can deal better mentally and physically also. So um my advice to anybody out there that has pains that they but lower black pain, side pain, either right or left, leg pain that generates through the leg. And everything else, because let me tell you, I thought this pain was from my ovary and I wanted her to remove my ovary. And she was like, no, we don't want to do that. And then we did an exam and she just touched the area. And I was like, oh, she was like, that's your pelvic floor. She was like, that's your pelvic floor. So I want to tell anybody, make sure you you always have to talk. On your behalf with your doctors, I tell everybody you're your own advocate. So if you feel like something's not right with you, don't give up or take what the doctor says verbatim. Always question, always do your own research. And that's what I did. And I found Jessica um, Strasberg, who is a pelvic floor specialist. And I'm on the right track there, which is also helping me mentally. But I'm also in therapy, constant therapy, therapy. If I didn't have therapy, if I didn't have anybody to talk to that's outside of my my circle, somebody unbiased who doesn't have any salt in the game or whatever in the game, to tell me the truth and to make me see things clearer, I will be a lost cause, let me tell you. When I found out I had a mouse in this house, I was—I I wanted to move. I fucking hate it. And then I called, you know, I talked to um, Chrissy Hodges, who is a very good friend of mine. She runs OCD Peers. Talked to her. And she, she is so funny because she was like, it's not going to hurt you. You need to stop doing that. You need to quit. And everything she said was mouse this, mouse that, mouse this, mouse that, which was freaking me the hell out. But I dealt with it, right? So I talked to her about it and got the humorous side of it. And then I talked to my therapist and my therapist was, you you guys know, Ken, he's my regular therapist. Love him to death. Been with, we've been together for a while now since my breakdown. And this man was like, get over it. You don't have money to move. You don't have this to move. And he was just making me face hard truths. And he was like, you, you know what? It's not going to fucking kill you. (laughs) And I love Ken to death. I love him to death. It's so Talking to people outside of my circle who doesn't who would tell me the truth and who uh, will not feed the fire of the OCD is really really great. <clears throat> so I've been that's what I've been dealing with. I've been really exhausted as of lately because I let I went back to my office on Monday to clean th- no to on Thursday to clean things out and um, get ready so we could go back to work January fourth. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. My yoga business is kicking off and I made a vow that um, as of right now, it's I'm only picking up students who actually is committed and willing to do the practice, which means if I have to make people pay or donate money, then that's what they're going to have to do. I'm working on I'm still working with um, my guru, um, Andrew, and we're working on Astanga, you know, my Astanga practice and getting more in line with that. I um, am having my father with church. I know this is going to blow some people's mind, but because I have an issue with the church and I still do. But I think in order to really be fully, fully a, a, a full person, I have to make peace with things that have been pissing me off. or I, I have to deal with things, right? So I have to deal with that whole spiritual, religious part. Even though I love Astanga and I love the whole the The whole concept behind that astanga yoga is not a religion it's an enhancer to a religion i want to say and you know i'm writing a paper for my guru about it because i think pretty much that's what astanga is to me astanga saved my life meditation saved my life because of the practice of it, not because of the belief. You know what I'm saying? So I've been watching a lot of different things. because I want to put this paper together, which we're supposed to talk sometime today or sometime soon about my paper idea, because I, I don't want to look at the tradi- uh, well the traditional cultures or the beliefs behind Astanga, But I want to look at it more so if this makes sense and everything is still I'm still putting things together. I want to look at it like Astanga is a practice and it's a practice, a traditional practice that should be should be taught and practiced traditionally. The way it's taught now is more watered down for me. Um, So that's why I love the, the whole traditional thing. However, learning the traditions of Astanga. Bring brought it brings a person peace. Well, it brought me peace. It brought me clarity and stuff like that. And I love it. And I don't think that it should take away from anything else in your life. I believe I believe in God and I believe in heaven and hell. But I also believe in this practice. So, I mean, it's up in the air and I'm going to keep you guys abreast with everything that, uh, you know, that's going on with that. Um, with my whole my whole thing. Or you could check out the podcast. Um, Astanga journey, my stomach, my Astanga journey is a podcast that I do specifically about my journey with Astanga. So check that out. Um, so I, I am really excited about a lot of things that's happening It's December. The holidays are coming and I'm pretty excited. Usually I'm in a, I'm down in the dump. So that must mean I'm getting better somewhere. Right. But I, 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 I I encourage everyone put together your own self-care plan and practice it regularly. Don't practice it one day and think that everything's going to be good. And I had this conversation on in my group, my OCD peers group yesterday. If you want to see benefits happen, you have to continue to do it. Now, you guys know how depressed I was and how fucking I was in the dumps about the Zoloft. I mean, I love Zoloft. It helped me save my life when I was on it. But I had to get off of it because it made me gain a lot of weight, right? So I was down in the dumps about that. And I made, and, and you know... I looked at a lot of things and read a lot of stuff and a lot of things were good. and A lot of things were bad. A lot of things I shouldn't have even read because it made me feel really fucked up about myself. But anyway, I decided to do a workout plan. So I did the 30 day, 30 minute workout challenge. Did that and the pounds came off. I went from 222 to 210 or 209 or whatever like that. So I stopped doing that because I wanted to concentrate on the stanga. So now I'm at, I weigh myself today, 200 pounds. And that all happened in a month. But let me tell you something. It didn't happen overnight. I had to commit. I had to actually get up. I had to make time. Same way with my mental, my self-care plan for my men- mental health. I have to get up in the morning at 530 every morning and practice Astanga. I have to actually meditate. I have to actually take time for myself. I have to actually put my phone or do not disturb so nobody will call me so I can actually relax, wind down, and get some rest. You know, some days are easier to do that than others, but I do that, and it's a commitment that I make in my life. And I'm study adding things into my self care routine. And you, can, I mean, I take away and I add, and I, I encourage people to do that because you need to take care of your mental health. If you don't take care of your mental health and your physical health, they're both as important. If you don't take care of one, if you take care of one and don't take care of the other or don't take care of none of them, you are asking for a fall. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and I learned that the hard way, guys. So I make it a point to take care of myself and I don't beat myself up if I miss deadlines or or if I miss deadlines or don't um do 100% on certain things. And I'm still working through that progress, but that process. But it helps me, you know, I have things that I have to do, have to get done. But I make a point Monday through Friday. It's all about work. It's all about getting this done. It's all about getting this. done. If I don't get it done by Saturday, maybe if I feel up to it, now listen to what I'm saying, maybe if I feel up to it Saturday, I'll do it. But if I don't, I'm not going to push myself. And that would make you to live that way, to live the way that I'm, I'm living and work the way that I'm working and the mindset that I have now. I love my job. I love working and everything, but I have to make sure I have to get I, I have to make sure for my own mental health, and my own physical health, that I'm able to do what I can do in a, a period of time. For example, I work eight hours a day. I, whatever I can't get done in that eight hours I can't worry about it because if I worry About it and stress out about it then I'll have stomach pains it's not good For my sleeping it's not good for my mental Health so I have to do that And it's hard it's it's easier said than done And I'm, I'm a work in progress that's all I have to Say but I have a lot of things that i have to do You know I make I, I, I make a to-do list I have OCD so I make a to-do list Every day I have everything Scheduled out in my calendar and For a long time in my life, I used to beat myself up because I did not get things done because, you know, I have bad perfectionism and bad perfectionism means if you can't if you know you can't get things done then you just don't do it. That's what I do. And that's what I've been doing. And that's not good. So what I do now is I make my to do list and I try to check off everything that I can check off for that day that I can get done. And if I cannot get it done, then I carries over to the next day. You know, and and that's how it is. But I'm trying to get my life manageable. And how do I get my life manageable is I I have to make sure I'm okay. You can't live your life if you're not okay. You can't live your life if you're in pain, mental or physically. You cannot live your life if you're if you're you're stressed out because, you know, with us with OCD, anxiety or or depression or any type of mental illness, if we're stressed, brings it on more and and you get you get sucked into this pit. So that's how I'm living my life. And I behoove everybody. I encourage everybody, you sit down, get yourself, sit down, put yourself together a self care plan. Where you where you know, where you know, this works for me, this works for me, and it doesn't have to be a million dollar spa. It doesn't have to be and you really can't do a million-dollar spa every day, right? It could be just working out on a treadmill for 30 minutes. It could be a yoga practice. It could be watching your favorite television show. It could be reading a book. It could be eating your favorite dinner. Not overindulging, but like if you like pizza. It could be like, I'm going to order a pizza today and be okay with that, you know? And be okay with that. So um, that's my whole spiel of where I'm at mentally and physically. Um, Some housekeeping. You guys could call and leave me a message, and I will get back to you um, about anything that you that you that you want to hear. Just call and leave me a message, and I'll answer your questions to the best I can. If you just want to shout out, I'll shout it out to you, or what have you. Uh, go to OCDPeers.com. Great place if you need a support group. Um, some girls I talked to, young women I talked to on that, said that they they are so glad that they found it. Because they don't have support groups in your area. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. There is no fucking support groups. And with COVID, ugh, come on. So it's it's good to be, it's good to talk to people. Don't isolate yourself. And there's people out there. OCD Stories is also a good podcast I listen to. I be who I, I encourage you to listen to that along with this podcast. Um, also, if you guys are into like, um, Yoga and stuff like that, I mean, I'll I'll post it down below. You can check out my schedule, send me an email and we, you know, I could give you a good discount or you could donate whatever you can. To the cost, all monies that I collect from the yoga industry, the yoga business that I have goes to OCD peers to help people who cannot afford to get in the group, get in the group. If you want one, uh, uh, someone to help you navigate through the healthcare system, help you get the resources that you need in whatever area you're in, or somebody that is there for you to talk to, I'll leave all that in the description of this podcast. And I am um look forward to talking to you about it. So with that, I want to get to some text messages that I got. I want to answer at least three or four um, that I got from people who are interested and who have been listening and who wanted, you know, wanted me to ask some questions. The first text message I got was from someone um, wanting to know about Talkspace and how is it helping me? Okay, Talkspace, so far, I'm new with it. I got I got one this because I was having a hard time during Thanksgiving, so I downloaded the app and got onto the app, and it, it so far so good. That's all I can say. I will if you continue to listen, I'll continue to give you my updates on it because I'm not going to tell you guys to do something. First of all, that I haven't experienced, and second, if I don't like it, I'm going to be truthful about it. But I also always say you make your own opinion on anything. Next text that I got was about relationship OCD. Okay. And 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 what this text is saying basically is how do you deal with it? Okay, right now me and David is not together. In that sense, you know, we're kind of separated. We talk here and now, but as far as relationship OCD, mine was to the point where I was so stressed out about him cheating. And then you have to and then okay, So I was so stressed out and the truth of the matter was he was cheating a lot, but he used my illness against me a lot. Dave is a master manipulator. He's a narcissist and a lot of other isses that I can't think of right now. The thing with relationship OCD, you have to be able to trust your partner. And if you do not have that foundational trust or if they gave you reasons not to trust them, that's hard in and of itself. And I'm only talking about my case. Me and David was together for a long time, and throughout the long time, he was a asshole to me. He showed me his behavior, showed me things that wasn't true. And with OCD, I found out as I'm as I begin to learn about my illness, I need to be I need to see it in order for me to be okay. His his reactions and his display of affection was completely opposite of what he was saying to me. Therefore, it kind of fucked me up mentally. And then when and then when I backed off, and honestly, this happened when I started meditating regularly, I started meditating and I started seeing things for what what it was. You know, call a spade a spade. I started seeing it and I started realizing, you know what? He would say he loved me, but the way he reacted to me and the way he treated me was not love. That was not love. And, and I had to deal with that relationship. OCD is really, really hard because I honestly looking back on everything, I never had a real relationship. So I really can't speak on that. I, I, I could speak on the fear that I was having. And then in my case, my fear was true. So I, I, I'm i not the right one to talk about relationship OCD. I've have, I have it in intimate relationships, but I also have it with like um, friends and all that too. But if it, I don't know if I'm answering your question, if you want me to a- answer about bo- intimate relationships, I really can't do that because I never really had an intimate relationship. I've never really had friends, you know, and um, so I'm sorry, but I can't answer that question. Sorry about that. Next question from the text message um, is what type of um, what type of self-care plans work and how do you know when you need not to practice a self-care plan? Okay, I tried a lot of self-care things. I journaled. I, you know, meditation works for me, drinking tea, stuff like that. Um, Like I said earlier in a podcast, I add and I take away. And sometimes I do it a little bit. Sometimes I do it a lot. If that makes sense. Like I work out every day. I will work out. I I practice my yoga practice every day. I do meditation every day, even if it's for five minutes, even if it's for three minutes. And this is for yoga. Also, if sometimes in the morning I'm tired or I'm sore because of the pelvic thing. So I'll get up and I'll do some bends and some stretches or whatever. That could be like for five minutes or 10 minutes. Or And I'll, uh, I'll meditate for like 10 minutes. I usually meditate when, I go, when I'm laying down in the bed. I do my breathing then and I meditate until I go to sleep. Now, some people say don't do it while you're in the bed. Some people say why not. But that's how I practice it. Um, but the only thing I say is do it. If, it were, if you feel calm when you do it, then keep it. If you don't feel calm when you do it, throw it away. It's nothing wrong with throwing it away and coming back to it at a later day. Sometimes we're not ready for it. Like journaling, I'm journaling more now. I in the beginning I couldn't because it's like what right, this is the most stupidest shit I ever felt. But now I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. And now I'm you know like I didn't used to put my phone on D and D because I was worried about what other thing things that I was I was gonna miss or things were happening. Now I'm okay with doing that. And like even last night, you know, this morning I woke up and my daughter had called me like three times. Cause I put my phone on Do Not Disturb at eight, and they, everybody knows that. So she like called me three times back to back to back to back, and I instantly I started to stress out about it. But then I texted her back was like, "Sorry, you know my phone is on DND. Is what was what's going on?" And she told me not to worry about it. But I'm saying all of this to say, you, and when you're putting together a self care plan, you have to do what works for you. I can't tell you, oh, watch watch a a movie you know that works if to get lost in a movie or to read a book or to do um to practice needlepoint because that may not work for you at that time or anytime so just figure out what makes you happy what brings peace to you it may be just you know drinking a cup of tea so just my advice is to try different things See what works, see what's not, replace and put in, take out a giveaway or whatever y'all you want to do it and do what works for you. So guys, I think that will be it for, um, that's it for, for this podcast. And I will see you guys again next. Well, we'll talk again next Saturday and all the information you need, if OCD peers, if you want to join a group or anything like that will be in the description and, um, Have a great rest of your week.